to another episode of Kicking It in the Second Half. Kish YZ, I am D. This is Groot. What up, Hugh? Hey, how's everybody doing? I can't hear you. I hope everybody's having a good night. Great, great. Hugh, you know what we're going to talk about today, bro? Yeah, I know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, this is episode 14. We're going to talk about the top 10 underrated players in the league as of right now. Uh, what's today's date, Hubert? No idea. The... Give it to us quick. It's April Fifth. 5th going into April 6th, 2021. We're going to start this off. It's going to be a two-parter. This is part one. We're going to uh, list down 10 through 6. Are you ready to start this off, Hugh? You want to... You want to say any words before we get going? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we were able to come together and uh, agree on a list. Yeah, this is going to be a one-off list. Um, so we both decided on the players that go on this list. Um, I, I guess we kind of decided together on a particular order that we did as far as where they're at and how they're listed. You know, maybe we had more say over one than the other on uh, some of the rankings, but overall we did this list together. We were going to do just a top five and then, you know, names kept popping up and floating around. So we decided to do a top 10. So let's get cracking on it. You coming in number 10, but bam out of Bayou out of the Miami heat. Yeah. You can touch on bam first if you want. I'll touch on Bam. Yeah, I think Bam's underrated because of his passing game. Uh, if you go back and look, I think I just saw something in action when I was trying to find out a little bit more information on something, and, and it just just popped up with his name related about um, when he played for Kentucky that Coach Calipari just basically wanted him to catch lobs, and that's what he did. He did it very well, and I think that's why, you know, Miami drafted him because of, you know, what he can do on the boards and uh, with rebounding and then you know, catching lobs, he has great hands, but we've seen his role as a player kind of expand and he's got that passing game. He's got that modern big man game going on that makes him really versatile. And, you know, last year he became an all-star and this year he wasn't an all-star. I mean, right there alone kind of puts him in the category for me as that underrated type of player, especially after coming off of the Eastern Conference Finals. Again, this is maybe one of those subjects that I would uh, blame on uh, – playoff fatigue as far as maybe how he started out the season versus where we expect him to be at as far as playing level and playing ability. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't have too much to add on, on what you said, you know, his, uh, his stats are really good. Um, he's just, he reminds me of Gobert when we uh, did the PPF about Rudy Gobert, he just kind of come in and does his job like uh, nothing to me jumps out uh, crazy. Uh, like some other guys on this list. But, I mean, he's just a guy who comes in, puts up good numbers, and, and does what he's asked for. And uh, and and his team, uh, you know, plays around him, and, and they play uh, play really well when he's playing well and just an uh, important, important person on that team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what you just mentioned as far as him being reminiscent of Carl – I mean, not Carl Anthony Towns, good grief uh, – Rudy Gobert. Uh, and that's the thing. That's kind of what makes him overrated for me is that it's, that's not just what he is. He's not just – that type of role player. He's actually a franchise type of guy, in my opinion. I mean, he's not even in his prime as far as, far as his age, and he's already got 
one all-star year under his belt. So yeah, look for this guy to continue to build upon his game. And, you know, the numbers are going to definitely show it and they're going to get better, but he's got more to, he's got more, he's going to go in, he's going to go in, you know, once the NBA gets back to a regular schedule and he's able to add more to his game, he's going in for sure, bro. For sure. Let's go to number nine. We got Darren Fox. You want to hit that first? Yeah. Yeah. I'll hit him first. So like just reading off his stat line this season, here, here's how it is, right? 24 and a half points a game, uh, 3.2 rebounds, uh, over seven assists, um, about two three-pointers made, a steal and a half, and half a block a game. I mean, those are good numbers. I, I didn't, had no idea that he was putting up um, those good numbers. You know, the assists surprised me, seven assists. I knew he was putting up points, but just about 25 a game, a steal and a half, and half a block. So, I mean, even impressive on the defensive side, but – I think let me the, just uh, fill this in for you. Uh, I just saw a highlight on TV here. They just lost uh, today's game against the Timberwolves, but he put up 31 points and nine assists. Did he? Yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I I've heard of him some this year. I know he's balling. I think his biggest thing is that he plays on Sacramento, uh, and nobody really seems to care at all about Sacramento. They're a team you like never ever ever hear about. So I think if he was on a bigger market team or a team that was having success, he'd be talked about a lot more, I think. So I do really think he is underappreciated and undervalued, uh, mainly because he plays in Sacramento, is my opinion. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Zach Levine, uh, you know, the last few years, maybe except for this year, with him being an all-star this year, as far as getting lost on the team, uh, because they're not that well-known or recognized as often as some of the other markets or bigger franchises. But I also had in my notes as far as uh, Darren Fox, um, I think, yeah, he's definitely underrated with the numbers. But I think one of the factors for that this upcoming year as well is the emergence of Tyrese Halliburton. He's not on this list, but I just wanted to add him in as a name. I think um, the situation almost makes it seem like, you know, uh, is Darren Fox still going to be the lead guy or Tyrese Halliburton is kind of going to be the face of the franchise? I mean, right now we can see that it is Darren Fox's team. Hopefully it stays that way, but I would be uh, intrigued to see this team, those two guys in particular, become the next John Wall and Bradley Beal pairing as far as, you know, uh, John Wall was the face of the franchise and then they added Beal and those two guys, you know, headlined everything for the Wizards. And I can see that happening here. But yeah, Darren Fox definitely needs to make an all-star appearance and he does on most other uh, times play at an all-star level when he comes to the numbers, but we just need a little bit more consistency, but yeah, he's in the Western conference. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, that's true. Let's move you on to number to eight? eight. We got number eight. You want to announce number eight? No, you can't. Okay. Number eight, we got Devin Booker, Devin Booker. Um, I had got him on notes, like two words, scoring machine. Cause that's what he is. He, you know, we've seen him put up, what was his career high again? I'm sorry, Mike. I don't remember the, the number for you offhand, but, you know, a huge amount of points. What was it, Hugh? 70-something? Was it 70? Yeah, I think something it was. like that. I'm sorry I don't have the number, but, um, I mean, you're the stats guy, so I usually don't come in too heavy with the stats. But, yeah, this guy, he can just score. And we've seen him, another guy, being on a team that over the last several years, with the exception of this year, just – kind of getting lost as far as not being in a huge market, uh, the franchise, not getting a lot of love from the press and, and people not talking about it too often, unless you're a big fan of Devin Booker himself or a big fan of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, shout out to the Tavern Geek. Um, 
but yeah, he's just somebody that you want to talk about that can put up numbers quick in a hurry and have huge performances. And he's still very, very young. You know, he's made an, uh, an all-star team this year and he's won a three-point contest. I mean, this guy's got accolades already and he's just growing his game, but I think he's underappreciated. What we saw last year in the bubble was not a fluke when they won eight and zero and this guy was carrying the team. Now this year, you might not hear as much from him uh, in comparison to where he left us after last season because of, you know, getting the slow start at the beginning of the season and Chris Paul kind of helping a lot to contribute to the wins of the team. But this guy moving forward, uh, whether or not he stays with the Phoenix Suns, hopefully for the uh, Suns sake, uh, or he's elsewhere, this guy's going to make a huge impact, but he's already doing that. So underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I mean, he's a, a scoring machine is a, is a great, great way to, great way to put that. I mean, the guy's crazy. Um, he's uh yeah, he's just an amazing scorer. Uh, yeah. His uh, career highs still uh, to this day, extremely impressive. Um, I think it's nuts that he wasn't originally, uh, voted into the All-Star game, how he had to be a uh, fill-in. I just think it's uh, kind of, you know, disrespectful and shows how underappreciated and undervalued he is. But, yeah, I mean, you know, um, uh, Phoenix uh, in the number two spot in the West, and a lot of that is, uh, you know, because of Devin Booker. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to uh, – it's hard. I, I just feel bad for Booker. Like, he kind of reminds me of Dame. It's just like no matter what he does, like he's never – never good enough like you know people always doubt him and people never put him up there at the top and I just I feel for the guy yeah it's just like I said being in that franchise um he's somebody that has that that Kobe mentality and that way of willing to uh, be able to score from wherever on the court and, and get the job done but speaking of which that segues me into number seven we have Brandon Ingram uh for me I describe him as a guy that is like Kobe but minus the mentality right now, he doesn't have that killer's mentality for me quite yet, but he's got the game uh, to definitely be on that level. I think he just needs to add a little bit more to it. Um, but he's on the team where he's still trying to, you know, fill in as far as what his actual role is and the consistency of that. I mean, last year we saw a big breakout for him. He definitely made the all-star was an all-star caliber uh, player last year, making the all-star team uh, in his first appearance. But then again, we had Zion miss like half of his rookie season. So I think he's reacclimating to how they want to run the system with all the guys on the court. And I don't see where him and Zion both couldn't be all-stars simultaneously. But yeah, this guy, you know, not to disrespect Devin Booker, but I, I want to mention Kobe, uh, you know, as a ceiling as far as being, you know, reminiscent of Kobe, not exactly Kobe, but uh, like I said, this list is overrated. So it's not that he is a better player than Devin Booker at the moment. It's just, I feel like he's more underrated than Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. Um, it's crazy to look at his stats next to um, Devin Booker's. So like, if I look at them uh, together, uh, Brandon Ingram's averaging more rebounds, more assists, more three pointers made and more blocks. And he's barely, behind and steals a game and he's only behind uh Booker about 1.3 points a game so I mean they're basically mimicking uh the same stat line which is which is pretty impressive you know you don't hear much from about Brandon Ingram uh 
back like how I said with De'Aaron Fox. I think some of that has to do with New Orleans. That's a team you normally don't hear too much about. And when you do hear about New Orleans, usually it's about Zion. So I think um, uh, Brandon Ingram's kind of overshadowed by Zion there. He's an amazing player. And, uh, you know, yeah, no I mean, disrespect like, to Zion. But. Like you're touching on as far as the market and, and it being the Pelicans in New Orleans, you know, if they were in a bigger market, you know, people probably be more so comparing them to a baby version of a young Shaq and a young Kobe being paired together. Because uh, when I mentioned Brandon Ingram being like Kobe, not necessarily as Kobe, you know, the number 24, but maybe more so Kobe as a number eight, where he was, you know, behind Shaq, but he was still up and coming uh, superstar in the league. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I like, I can see that comparison. You give us number six. Number six is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, a guy that we just did a PPF video on. If you haven't seen that, check that out in our past, present, future uh, section of our YouTube videos on Kish uh, Space YZ. Um, but yeah, this is a guy that I have down as he could be a pound for pound type of player or scorer. And uh, in a comparison, I'm comparing him in case I didn't do it on the PPF with like an Allen Iverson-esque type of game as far as he's not very big for his his size um, and um, as far as him playing the shooting guard, which is his primary position, you know, I think they maybe list him at 6'1 or something like that, maybe 6'2, but he's, you know, a lot of people say he's about six feet. So uh, he might be listed at, you know, somewhere, like I said, between 6'1, 6'2, but apparently he's not a very big guard, as you might think, playing the shooting guard role in the traditional sense in the modern NBA here. But this guy gets it done. And uh, with the comments that Shaq made this uh, season with him, you know, feeling like he can't be the leader of a team or carry a team or be an all-star superstar type of caliber player consistently like this guy. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to motivate him. And he's definitely got the jazz in the right spot. But, you know, the disrespect of the jazz getting selected last between him and Rudy Gobert and the uh, all-star draft is, is enough right there to, to prove how underrated Donovan Mitchell is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to go back to that. I've never seen a team performing so well, you know, first in the whole NBA that get just overlooked uh, so much as the, the Utah jazz have been this year. Uh, yeah. Like you touched on the, uh, the all-star draft was the main point of that about uh, him and Gobert were the last ones picked. It's just crazy to me. I mean, they're the first for a reason. And while, while Mitchell, he doesn't, he's been balling, but like why he, he's not like a Steph Curry or like a James Harden or, you know, one of those type of guys. I mean, he, he reminds me of what I said about Bam. He just comes in and does his job. Like every night his stats aren't going to go crazy, but I mean, he does what he needs to do. I mean, he's averaging 26 points a game. So, I mean, he's, he's balling. He's just one of them guys that I just don't think you hear too much about. He's quiet. I don't think he, you know, really makes a scene ever. And, you know, Utah against uh, not a big market like some of these other uh, teams. And I, just, I really like what Mitchell brings to the table. Um, you know, I think he can be a leader and, and can carry a team. And uh, we're going to see when it comes to playoff, um, you know, what they can do in the postseason. And I'm excited to see that. Like you said, you don't hear much about this these guys, you know, um, like you said, being compared to Curry or things like that. But a lot of these guys or all of these guys we just mentioned in this bottom five of this list, basically, you know, being underrated 
they're also very young and not really in their prime. So this can also be a list of up and coming, but, you know, we decided to do it as underrated because there should be more appreciation for what these guys are doing or have done because they are getting better. And if you don't know about them, you should know about them and they definitely have more to show. Yeah. Agreed. And like you said, Donovan Mitchell definitely belongs on this list. We have them at number six. So we're going to take a brief intermission and we're going to finish this up with the second part of this video with the top five underrated players. And once again, uh, shout out to Donovan Mitchell at number six, shout out to the Utah Jazz fans because we got you coming back in the second half of our video. Uh, shout out to Salt Lake City. Shout out to our boy, you know, Dijon, the all-star, bro. You still bumping that song? Yeah. Yeah, I listen to him more. Yeah, the way I uh, cook up, how I cook up. Sorry, my bad, bro. How I cook up, man. Yeah, I still listen to that song too. So if y'all haven't checked that out, definitely uh, check that out on YouTube. Uh, he's up and coming. And yeah, we just wanted to shout him out because he's always shouting us out. You know, I feel like we go way back and it hasn't even been a week yet, bro. What do you feel like, you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff happened in a couple of days. We became like tight with a guy in uh, Utah. And we're going to have to fly out there and uh, meet you at some point, bro. So, yeah, keep up the good work, and we'll keep uh, keep shouting you out, fam. Uh, for everybody, stay tuned and catch our next video on part two of underrated players in the league as of right now. Peace. Love. We're back again. Part two of episode 14 underrated players we got our top five on the list Hugh how do you feel about these five guys we got left I think these five guys are disrespected to be honest with you there D what's the word disrespected yeah it's a joke it is a joke so let's get into it because you know that bottom five we had like I said they're up and coming players but these guys I think these guys are very well established let's get into the disrespected five the D R F is that, is that, did I get it right? I want to make sure I, I didn't get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got you thinking about it. It's all right. The disrespect at five. Let's go. Let's get into it. Who we got coming in? Number five, Hugh, who we got? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Gobert. No, you're right. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I heard, I've heard somebody call him Gobert before. I was like, no, his name's not Gobert. It's Gobert. Rudy Gobert, man. We already touched on him, uh, you know, not too long ago in the PPF. But, yeah, man, this this guy, I got in a note. I got in a note. This is possibly the best role player in the league. And I don't mean that by any means of disrespect. Like, this guy knows what to do. He knows what he can bring to the team, and the team expects it, and he delivers, bro. Like, he delivers daily. Like, you want boards, I got you. You want lobs, I got you. You want defense, I'm the defensive player of the year. That's me. I go get that award. I'll snatch out of whoever's hands that is in. I'll, I'll take it back. Give it, man. Disrespectful, man. You know, just him and the team. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what's driving the jazz. It's because we had Donovan Mitchell coming in at number six. Now we got Rudy Gobert coming at number five. And it's just disrespect because they're number one in the league. Come on, bro. Come on. Back me up. Yeah, shaking my head. But yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, yeah, just like what I touched on about Utah. I mean, there's 
underrated, all of them, the whole team. Um, we just did a PPF about him, so I won't get too crazy about it. I'll just repeat a couple of things from there. I mean, yeah, like you touched on, a great role player. Sorry, go crazy, bro. You Chris Brown tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a great – like you touched on, a great role, role player. I mean, uh, he's averaging a double-double. I mean, yeah, like the assist won't jump off uh, the table at you, uh, and he doesn't shoot threes. I think that's why, you know, you're, he's not talked about as much as – Embiid or Carl Anthony or Jokic or uh, even Vucevic or um, guys like that. So, um, but I mean, I think he's as good, if not better, uh, than a couple of those guys, especially defensively. So, I mean, he's just one of them guys. And I think a big part of it is he plays with Utah too. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just an, an excellent player. He does exactly what he's asked of him. That's what we were talking about. I think he fits so good uh, with how they uh, play basketball up there in Utah. He does exactly what's asked of him. And uh, I think, uh, it's a match made ahead of him, like I said, in the PPF. And, uh, yeah, I just I just can't believe he's not talked about and appreciated more than he is. Yeah, you're right, man. Just disrespectful. Go get that award. He's going to be the defensive player of the year this year, bro. Get it back. Yeah, it's looking like it. Every day I'm hustling. Give us number four, Hugh. Give us number four. Number four is uh, Mr. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, not Aaron Holiday, not Justin Holiday, Drew Holiday. Let's go, Hugh. Show me that emotion. Yeah, I, I just want to. I just want to ask you something. Yeah. Have you that? ever, have you ever heard of a player that is talked about less that just made one hundred thirty-four million dollars? It's a joke, Man. right? It I is a joke, bro. Like, I it's a joke like because it's like this year, and the boy just got paid. He just got paid because he deserves to get paid, bro. He's been, man, he's been in the situations where he don't complain. He ain't showing an attitude. The dude is, you know, from my opinion, just one of those role model NBA players. Like you come in, you do work, you do your job and you be, you, you're an all-star and you have been an all-star and you just come in and you, and you get to work. And now it's finally paying off. He's finally on, on a team that is really built for high expectations of winning, bro. You know, we saw him do his thing down there in New Orleans, you know, like no attitude whatsoever, bro. You know, not even salty when uh, when AD wanted to get out. You know, this dude's just respectful, dude. Very humble, dude. Even even outside the NBA. I don't have a lot of information on him, but, you know, the situation that happened with him and his wife, um, you know, going through all that stuff. And he's just he comes back, man, and does and goes to work, bro. Like. All players, no disrespect to any players whatsoever in the league. You know, when we're talking about y'all, we're not going to like really criticize y'all for anything that y'all do off the court. Uh, you know, everybody's got their personal struggles. It doesn't matter if you got money or not. But this guy, you know, he's he's had personal uh, problems like, you know, anybody in the league probably would have on some standard or sorts growing up or later in life. But this guy is a genuine professional. I think he's disrespected because he doesn't get enough praise for that. Everybody wants to hear about the drama. Everybody wants to hear about James Harden in the club with little baby. What about this guy who's at home oh. with his little baby? <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like bro. that. Yeah, man. He's 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 definitely a baller, man. He's with the Bucks and he earned that money, bro. And it's going to show this this uh, postseason for real, though. You know, yeah, just depending on the matchups on how they do, but. Man, this guy is a real big piece for them. And that, you know, we can't just look at it like, oh, well, it's just a swap, Eric Bledsoe for Drew Holiday. No, it was not just a swap. This thing was legit. The Bucs knew what they were doing. They're all in on Giannis. 
they're all in. And now they're all in on this guy. He deserves it. 100%. Get back yeah, to the all-star level. Yeah. Like, as you know, I was never big on, on, on Eric Bledsoe. So, yeah, Drew Holiday is a huge upgrade, especially, dude, defensively. I mean, the dude's a dog uh, defensively. I mean, he, he's – I never knew he was that good on defense, to be honest with you, until watching him some this year. But I didn't know that much about him until I watched him some this year. But, I mean, yeah, he's just – he's going crazy. And, like, I meant what I said earlier. I mean, I've never heard a dude talked about less – but then just made the amount of money that he just made over the weekend. I mean, like, I'm, you know, most time when you hear about Milwaukee, too, it's uh, Middleton and, and Giannis. I mean, you hear Drew Holiday every now and then, but, I mean, usually he's not even talked about that much. And I mean, I mean, you see what they think of him, $134 million, four years. Uh, I saw a clip of him today saying that he, um, he's going to be a buck for life and how it feels good to be wanted. So, um, I'm just extremely – is it one thirty-four uh, guaranteed? I thought I saw something for one sixty for four years. Well, it said it said he would make one thirty-four. That if if he, I think the last year is a player option, and so it said that if he oh, stays okay. for the four, that he'll get one thirty-four. I think that I saw something about one sixty. I think that's like incentive based. Okay. Okay. Like that makes like sense. Playing a certain amount of games and points, maybe or playoffs, something like that. But yeah, I said it. It was up to one sixty, but I, this one thirty four was guaranteed with all four years. So I just put the guaranteed number. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm just really happy for the guy. Um, he deserves it. You know, you, that shows you. You know, you go in and, and put in the work, even though you don't get recognized uh, as uh, a great player, which he is. Um, it just shows you know what a uh, hard work can get you. And yeah, I'm just happy for Drew Holiday and. Uh, Definitely don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. Who, bro? Yo, bro. bro, number three, bro. You told me to put this on, bro. That you put this guy at number three when we did this list, bro. Demar Derozan, man, disrespected, bro. Disres not underrated, disrespected, man. Get into it. Yeah, I've always been how Demar. I mean, I mean, ever uh, you know when he was back with Toronto, I always liked Demar. Uh, now with uh san antonio i like the more um yeah i mean the dude is a baller i mean he's uh i don't have too much to say on him he's been in the league for a while i mean he um i just i mean he, he was I, in the league carrying the toronto raptors you know going against basically anybody in the east unless it was lebron james and then he gets traded i mean that was disrespectful there because he gets traded the year that lebron leaves and goes to the same conference as the guy and then, you know, Kawhi comes in and wins a championship. Who's to say that it wouldn't have been them in the finals with DeRozan that year? Like, that was just yeah. disrespectful there. And then he's in the Spurs system where he could be the to-go guy, but they're also wanting to rebuild with the younger guys. So he's getting some disrespect there. Didn't make the all-star team, putting up great numbers. Disrespect again. Like, this, this guy is – I don't feel like he's off track. He's on track, but he's in the wrong path. You know what I mean? Like, like he's in the driver's seat, but he took the wrong road because of the other road was blocked off. I, I don't know what analogy to make to make it clear, but it's like this guy has not fallen out of, you know, the conversation. One of the best players in the league. He's just in the wrong situation situation at the wrong time. Like this guy still yeah. has a lot of legs left in him, bro. Like there's no injuries here. It's just DeRozan balling, but it depends on how the system is ran, man. If he went to the Raptors, man, if the Raptors would have traded for him uh, this season during the trade deadline somehow, like, bro, this team 
this team will be making it back into the middle of the playoff packs before the the season ends, bro. Like this guy is definitely disrespected, and I look for him to leave the Spurs. Shout out to the Spurs. Yeah, y'all got some young pieces. Y'all can rebuild. Yeah, I'd love to see DeRozan go to like a contending team, and uh, I definitely think he deserves it. And I'd love to see what he brings. Yeah, it's like it's like what you just touched on. I mean, this San Antonio doesn't look to be a, a great fit currently, just because they're trying to go younger, you know, trading Aldridge. And they do got a, a lot of good young pieces. So, I mean, not that it's a dumb move by the Spurs or anything. That's just what uh, route it looks like they're going to be taking. But, yeah, DeRozan kind of looks like the odd man out of that or whatever, you know, like he's not going to be a big part of their future going forward. So, yeah, I would love to see him get uh, traded to a, a team that's contending and, uh, you know, be a centerpiece uh, for that team and uh, to see what he can still bring to the table. But Because I, I think he still can play at an extremely high level uh, like you touched on. Hubert, Hubert, we got two names yes, left, man. We are in the top two disrespected players in the league, bro. Can I get a drum roll or something? What can you do? Listen, listen, bro. Top two, bro. You know who we got at number two? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we got buckets, bro. We got buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler coming in. From the Miami Heat, number two, completely disrespected player. Hubert, you know why he's disrespected, man? Why? Because he got his team to the finals last year. I don't care what the narrative is as far as how the Lakers won. How did they get there? They went through the Bucks, bro. The Bucks. They went, he went against the league's MVP and defensive player of the year. Like this guy went through the team, bro. Like, and he is able to generate his own offense as well as help generate offense for others. Like, I feel like he gets disrespected and he's underrated because of his situations in the past as far as where he's been. But people aren't looking at it uh, under a microscope like they should when they want to look at his overall game. You saw what what he did um, down in Chicago with D Rose and, and even when D Rose was hurt or when D Rose left first. And then when he went to the Timberwolves, that was just disrespect there because, you know, what he did for the Timberwolves, they hadn't made a playoff team since Kevin Garnett. And he got them to the playoffs and he showed the leadership. And he did what it took to prove that, you know, the talent's there on the team, but they just needed accountability. They needed leadership. And he was that guy, but other personnel, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it, Hugh. So he proved this worth. And then he went to Philly. And but okay, so people might look at him like, oh, okay, he was like a third, almost a fourth option in Philly. Okay, sure, you could say that, but that just shows the mentality of this guy in a way that I see it differently than what other people would uh, ridicule about. I see that, okay, he took it upon himself to realize that I'm in another situation. I'm on a team where they have young pieces. They have Embiid as the go-to guy. They have Simmons that they're t- trying to develop. When they need me to score, I can score. When they need me to be the first option, I can be the first option. Let me help make sure these guys develop into the product that gives us the best winning chance because I know what I can bring, but they need to do it on a level that's consistent and comfortable for them. This is a guy who takes a step back for the greater good of the team. And I think people disrespect that as far as looking at, well, yeah, it's great when you're a third or fourth option. No, this ain't the Brooklyn Nets here. He ain't signing up for free to ride somebody else's coattail, bro. Like, he's 
he's here for a purpose and he still could put up the buckets like he did in Chicago. So, you know, moving on from that situation, he ends up in Miami. How long did it take him to get Miami to the finals, Hugh? Not long at all. One, one season. One season. He's there one season. Who else does that? You want to know who else does that, Hugh? Kevin Durant. LeBron James, bro. Uh, oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. He got, I thought you were he going got with the, the Golden State Warriors to the finals. Well, he did, we did it with that. but they did it with it. they did it without him. They did it without him. But I'm talking about a guy who up and leaves his team. You know, yeah, maybe you can mention Kawhi Leonard, but uh, going to Toronto Raptors. But he leaves his team for a completely different scenery and didn't really change a whole lot of structure in the team. And boom, they make it to the finals. They make it to the finals, bro. And he still allows Bam Adebayo to grow as a player, Tyler Hero to grow as a player. You know, Kendrick Nunn's in the mix a little bit. Like, he knows his role. I mean, we saw him this season. He came out, um, you know, came out, you know, a little rusty. Like I said, another form of that bubble fatigue is what I call it, especially when you make it all the way to the finals from a short season uh, turnaround. And, you know, he had an injury where he was out for a little bit. What did he do when he came back? You, I don't know if you remember this from fantasy. You know what he started doing? What? He started dropping triple doubles, bro. Really? Yeah, he started dropping triple doubles, man. Like, okay, he's got that in his bag of tricks. Just completely disrespected in how we perceive and look at a player of his caliber and what he brings. That leadership mentality should be enough to to give him some notoriety in the league, but I don't know what it is. The guy seems like he has a great personality off the court. I think he's just one of those players that he just digs down and gets gritty and you either like it and love it or you don't want it and you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, he, uh, I think what, what is he a five time all-star something like that? Some, some, yeah, bro. You know, he played. Yeah, bro. And he played for uh, Team USA in the Olympics. I just mean his, his accolades. You know, he's uh, done a lot of good things, and he's just still one of the guys that's just not talked about much. And, and it's crazy to think about. I mean, looking at him this season, he's averaging twenty-one points, uh, seven and a half rebounds, and about seven and a half assists. I mean, those are great numbers, uh, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know if you uh, peep the standings, but uh, the Miami is uh, slowly starting to move up in the East a little bit. They're fifth now and tied with Atlanta for fourth. So, I mean, they're they're moving up. This is Groundhog Day all over again. Take your eyes off Miami. Where are they? They get lost in the shuffle. Boom, playoffs come. Uh, yeah, we didn't see this happening. Oh, uh, no, you're watching it, but you're just not paying attention. Your eyes are looking, but you're not seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I mean like you touched on, the dude's a dog. Uh, I remember um, – uh, I think it was last season, him and TJ Warren fighting in that series. I just remember them, oh, yeah. remember them kept fighting. I mean, he's a dog. That's uh, what he does. But, yeah, I mean, I just think he fits in amazing. Uh, and then they're in Miami with that young team, you know, trying to help all these guys, like you touched on, grow as players and help them develop. And, I mean, look, the guys just around him just seem to keep uh, getting better and better, um, you know, as, as time goes on. So, yeah, I mean, just a great fit in Miami. Uh, he's doing wonderful things on there. Yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about no one expected them to make it to the finals and, and go through uh beat Milwaukee the way they did, but they did. And, you know, um, I, mean, this guy ain't afraid. He'll go up. I mean, like you said, I mentioned in the finals, he, he goes up against LeBron. Look at those numbers, man. Look at that back and forth. 
I mean, yeah, the record might not show it. Six and two, uh, sorry, four and two for the Lakers' favor, uh, winning in six games. But dude, that's six games against the Lakers, where a lot of people might have seen it as okay, Lakers in five again, like they did all the previous uh, uh, series leading up to the finals. But he's not afraid to go head to head, like you said. That dog energy, that you grind hard, you work hard, and you put it out there on the floor. 100%. Hubert, we got some more of him. Hey, y'all Miami fans, y'all stay tuned because we – you know what we're going to do, Hugh? We're going to give these Miami fans and Jimmy Butler fans, we're going to give them a PPF later this week, bro. We're going to work on that and get that content out there because we, nice. we did a lot here, and but he's got some more and we got some more. So shout out to Miami yeah. fans. For real. Shout out to Jimmy Buckets if you uh, if you happen to be listening to this for some odd reason. That'd be, that'd be dope. But yeah, definitely underrated, man. Hey, Hugh, uh, I want you to do the honors, bro, because we're at the top of the we're list. Number one. We are at the top of the list, the most underrated, disrespectful player in the league. If y'all didn't see it coming, that's just even more disrespect, but I'm sure half of y'all know what it is. If y'all follow any news in the NBA or just been watching NBA uh, lately, give it to us. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like most people should probably know who it is. LeBron even agrees with us on this one. So, you know, we're Shout doing something right when LeBron LeBron agrees with this. But, yeah. Shout out to Zach Mr. Hammer, too. <laughs> Mr. Damian Lillard. Dame Dollars. Dame Dollars. That's his rap Tom. name. Hey, that's the rap name. Yeah, he's good for on the court and off the court. I mean, he, you know, shut down shop on our team and made us rebuild. <laughs> you laugh at all you want but it's facts I like bro that. we all saw it <laughs> we had to restart we hit the hit the brakes and hit the button y'all went from playoffs to rebuild quick 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 we knew we quick. had to get out of there like, all right guys let's pack this up this wasn't working <laughs> <laughs> i like that bro that just i sums mean it up. <laughs> he closed this up bro how you shut down a whole team? You know, another guy, and I keep mentioning LeBron because of the greatness of LeBron, but, I mean, you talk about LeBron with the Raptors, bro, and then they trade off DeRozan. What about Damon and OKC, man? Just, you're done. Bye. Cut scene. Movie's over. Let's go home. Thanks for the popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, but um, with uh, with Damon, he's just, I mean, crazy. Yeah, Dame time, he's clutch. Probably the most clutch player in the NBA, in my opinion, uh, arguably. Um, oh man, because you you were a Steph Curry fan, you putting him up I mean, there. With Curry's Steph. my boy, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Dame just hits and hits and hits those game winners. It's like every time one's in his hands, uh, he knocks it down more times than he doesn't, and uh, that's impressive. I mean, you know, this year and he's he on the All Star team. Nah, he nah. wants these shots. I mean, that he one, practices. you know, that one against y'all on OKC, that was deep. It wasn't right at the line. That thing was I'm deep. Mention again. I'm gonna stand right one over more PG. time, Hugh. What did PG say? That was a bad shot. Bad shot. That was yeah. a bad shot. It would have like, been bad I for like PG. I like how he came back this year and finally said, "Nah, any shot he takes is a good shot." I like that. What was that All Star Weekend? He said that, wasn't it? When they were on the same team. You gotta make up somehow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the dude's a baller, man. He's putting about thirty points a game. We saw with. Uh, you know, when McCollum went down this year and, you know, no Nurkic or anything, we're like, man, Portland going to fall. He held them up right by himself. I mean, it, it's impressive, you know, with all the talent in the West. 
uh, and he kept him right there in, in the middle of the standings by himself without his without a side piece. I mean, we see what's happening with the uh, the Warriors, you know, with no clay. I mean, they're they're not. I mean, still, you know, I think better than people expected. But I mean, still, I mean, they're like tenth or something in the East. I mean, yeah, Trailblazers are currently six in the West with how with how uh, competitive the stack the West is. So it's impressive. Um, and you said they're half a game behind the Lakers right now. Yeah, yeah, half a game from fifth. So I mean, they'll probably probably get that here soon. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not much to say about Dame. I mean, er- I feel like everybody always talks about how he's underrated, but then it like never changes. So it's crazy. I think that's what it is. It's like people don't like you said. It's not much to say because his game f- speaks for itself. But there is more to say. You just keep saying it over and over. The dude's great. The dude's a baller. The dude's clutch. Show his highlights. Put your team on the on the line and see if you know you want to bet against your team or not. You know, hey Dame, if you hit this shot, we'll break up our team. Because apparently that's what our wager was. Because <laughs> bro, it's like, it's like, yeah, I just had something in my mind while you were talking. I totally forgot it. Hey, one thing about Dame, bro, I'll tell you one thing. Another thing of his that's underrated is his rapping, bro. I have probably like ten Dame songs on my phone that I that I bump like pretty often, like on the playlist. So I mean, yeah, Dame Dollar. If you ain't never heard him rap, go go check him out there too. But yeah. Hey, for Shaq, sure. One of my one of my favorite Shaq. songs. One of my favorite songs is Ghost Bear. You know that. I listen you know, to that. I like all the flow. The I like the song. I like the video because of the landscaping too, bro. Oh uh, bro. Shout out to Dame's Yard. Nice too. He got some yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, I remember what I had to say about Dame. And and one thing I like about Dame, he does it the right way, man. He ain't trying to jump around. Well, I don't want to say the right way, but he does it his own way. Don't do they do you. He he says, you know what? I'm a, I, I'm happy with Portland. I will jump around and try to join a super team. Uh, I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna stick here. I'm gonna be loyal, which is a lot a word that a lot of people don't use nowadays. But I'm gonna be loyal to my team. I love the city. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it out. And and I can see him there. I know we talked about this before, but you know, being there his whole career, I could see it. Um, I actually really could see it. I think he probably would. Uh, the way it's looking so far, uh, he always says he don't want to go anywhere and stuff. So I, I see him keeping that. But I mean, yeah, just shout out to Dame, man. I mean, they don't always, uh, you know, go that far in the playoffs and stuff. But he never. I mean, he gets frustrated like everybody. I mean, he never wants to leave. He never, nothing like that. So I mean, I I just love the way he plays and, and his loyalty. Is something you don't see in sports uh, in any sports really nowadays. Um, with with guys just chasing money, uh, here lately. So shout out Dame. Yeah, he, he's going to get the money. He's going to get it on both fronts, you know, off the court, uh, on the court. Hey, you know what I like to tell you? Uh, Hulu doesn't just have live sports. <laughs> you know, he's getting money from that as well, bro. And just to back up money what you from said, Yeah, just to back up what you said as far as him staying with the franchise, to be honest, I, I would like to tell you personally, I could see uh, Steph Curry leaving before Dame. Me too, probably, to be honest with you. And you know the rumors. You know how ESPN like to put them rumors out there. Uh, LeBron's recruiting stuff, so. Man. Yeah, you might want to swap jerseys. Man, no, if Curry goes to the Lakers, I, I'd probably be pissed, to be honest with you. I'd be like KD, KD going to the Warriors for you. Okay, yeah, for me. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be happy with that. Well, like, if Curry gets a little older, you know what I'm saying? If he gets a little older and starts maybe as – Downfall start and he ain't doing as good. Maybe just trying to get another last chip easily. I could see it. But I mean, like right now, still in his prime, like next season, yeah, I would not be happy with that. 
That'd be yeah. ultimate super team, though. Whew. Yeah, that would be crazy. And then as far as for y'all, y'all just have like Uber as well like number two option for real. <laughs> Uber. Yeah. Hey, Curry, Curry probably, hey, Curry probably bring Clay with him. He said we can't be the splash birds on different teams. Oh man. Bring All right. with him. This is just getting ridiculous. We're gonna to have to start doing another <laughs> segment of our YouTube and just do what ifs where we just lose it. I mean, hey, shout out. All right, to any of the viewers, listeners, put in the comments, please. Would y'all like to see us do a what if segment where we're just like maybe off the wall, semi off the wall, or hey, you know, in a scenario, this could work based off salaries. If y'all want to see that happen where we just go off the wall and do what if segments, we might even do that anyway. But if y'all like to see it, leave in the comments, uh, hashtag what if, you know, you even got to type out a full thing. Just put a hashtag what if. I like that. That'd be an interesting concept. That would be interesting. So, yeah, that just basically wraps up uh, part two of the underrated, but basically disrespected players in the league. Uh, just to recap, no cap, Rudy Gobert, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Buckets, and Dame Dalla. Has Hands down right there. That's a super team right there. Yeah, I was just about to say, just them guys. Those five guys right there. Probably finals right there. I want to go ahead and give the, uh, the listeners a preview of this what if. Uh, who's playing power forward in this? A small probably have to put, I probably have to put DeRozan. DeRozan, yeah, go small. I th- did he play the four a little bit this year for San Antonio when they were going like super small with like three uh, guards in the I've, floor? I never heard anything about San Antonio all season. <laughs> San Antonio, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what they're doing over there. I know they're trading all. That was about the first thing I heard from them. <laughs> Dang, oh, bro. Yeah, shout out San Antonio. Shout out Texas. It's just you. You don't hear nothing. From that team, nothing is quiet. Yeah. Crickets, crickets. Yeah, shout out San Antonio, Texas. But if you're in Texas, you got three teams to choose from. Uh, where we're kind of just stuck with either Washington or if you want to go to the next state like Charlotte or something. But yeah, yeah, shout out to San Antonio. Y'all are up and coming. Check the PPF on DeJounte Murray. I'm big on him personally. Uh, whose man is this? I think the dude looks like Chris Brown. Do you agree? Hey, you didn't like it when I started doing Whose Man Is This? And you wouldn't let me say on camera because you thought it was stupid when I said, bro, J. Cole and uh, Tobias Harris, Whose Man Is This? And you were like, man, I don't know about that. Then you saw somebody tweet it out on the uh, inside the NBA TNT. You were like, bro, I can't believe what you just told me just popped up. I was like, dude, I told you we should be saying this the whole time. So... Whose man is this? Whose man is this? DeJounte Murray, Chris Brown. That's a fair. That's fair. I could see it. Which you got any shout outs? Bro, I don't I you know what? Hold I mean, hold I do have what? some shout outs. I do have some shout outs, but you know what I think I'm gonna do for my shout outs? Let's hear it. You know. Uh, I'm going to have to drop the shout outs. I'm going to have to do a part three, bro, because I know you got some shout outs too to some of the players. We're going to have to do a part three and do honorable mentions. Okay. Do you like that? You like that? 
Yeah. But, but I do want to give a shout out to some of our new subscribers. I want to give a shout out to Nick, bro. Yo, what up, Nick? Thanks for checking out the videos and subbing. I think I just gave him a shout out, but because you said Texas and he's from Texas, I want to shout out our dude, Nick, bro. Nice. Yeah, shout out, Nick. Uh, shout out to your mom because she subscribed. Yep. Yo, my mom's next, bro. My mom's next. Bro, my mom may even be watching them. She's watching them? Yeah, she was like, I was laying in bed watching like three or four of them. I was like, no. Yeah, my mom watches them too. She watches a bunch, but she's not subscribed. I think my, my sister's going to make sure she gets on that the sub list. Uh, but yeah, yeah shout out, your, shout out your sister, yeah. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thank, uh, shout out to my sister, Tay. For real. But yeah, man, Hugh. You, you know, we got we got something new to maybe work on here. Like I said, put in the comments if y'all like the videos. And put in the comments, hashtag, what if, if you want us to do a new segment. And we'll get cooking. We'll we'll, uh, we'll show you uh, how we cook up. Ain't that right, Hubert? Shout like out to Dijon the All-Star again, bro. Yeah, man, I'm just so so glad to, uh, to meet such a great person randomly uh, just through uh, social media and uh, somebody who supports us and we support you. So yeah, just sh shout out to him again, bro. Shout it out, Hugh. Oh yeah, shout out. All right, this is in a part two. We'll be back at y'all with part three. Peace and love. Welcome back, back for a third time. Same subject. I hope this ain't getting old. Hugh, are you tired over there? Nah, I'm just getting you looking. Anyway, uh, we're doing underrated, underrated players. Hugh, you had a list of some underrated players that didn't make the cut. Um, is that disrespectful? Well, I don't think so because then with them not making the cut, then we believe that they are more uh, rated, more rated, more rated than these other players so while they disrespect to some extent it's not as bad as some of these other people but are we also acknowledging that where they're at is fine no they should hmm. be higher i mean so if they're higher then are they overrated no so which is it they're just eh Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get a new guy here to, to help prove my point. No, I want to start off, and I want to say, Hugh, one of the guys you got as an honorable mention that didn't make the cut for underrated is Clay Thompson. You're wearing his jersey. Yeah, Clay's my boy. But he's not underrated. He's well, just rated. Well, here's the thing with Clay, right? Everybody knows what Clay's about, but Clay, I don't want to tell me what he's about. I mean, he, bro, he's, you know, him and Steph obviously, obviously are the, the splash bros. But I mean, it's just like most of the time you're just hearing about Steph. For Steph's the one everybody's going crazy about. You just got Clay kind of back there, just doing his own thing. Um, I think without Steph, you know, Clay could be a, a easy number one option uh, for any team. I think he has that ability. Um, you know, it's it's crazy to think about, you know, without like a Curry, uh, what Clay uh, would be able to put up on on any given night. I think he could uh, compete with the best of them. Uh, he, I can see, I can see Clay honestly like holding a scoring title. 
Like, I think that highly of him. Um, you know, everybody bro, knows he's going to. Bro, bro, this sounds so good, man. I'm going to have to interrupt you one more time because of what we talked about in part two. Man, this sounds like another big what if. If y'all want to see this what if, man, put hashtag what if in the comments because I want to ask you something, Hugh. What if the Golden State Warriors didn't have Steph Curry uh, the second year Kevin Durant was there? Could they still have made it to the finals? Clay, Durant, yeah, Draymond. I think so. I mean, Fair obviously enough. losing Curry is a, a huge deal, but, I mean, you it's not like you didn't have anybody to pick up the slack. You know, Clay's shooting, uh, you know, and, and Durant, everything he brings to the table, I feel like they'd still be able to carry the load there. Not as much excitement, uh, the way you know the excitement that Curry brings to a game, but uh, oh, it would yeah. be exciting when they go against Curry. Well, yeah, yeah, for real. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I could just see Clay. I I think that highly of Clay, and not not just because I'm a fan, you know, just oh, you know what he what he does, and you know he's an amazing defender. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for his defense. Uh, it, it sucks. He's a I better like defender are, than Steph Curry, you think? Yeah, 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 easy. But I, you know, I feel like a lot of people, not hate, not I wouldn't say forgetting about him, but I mean like, man, it's been a while since he played, a while. So hopefully he can come back and and you know be the uh, sorry about that, be the uh player that that he was. Um, but yeah, I, I just miss Clay. I'm excited to have him back. But yeah, I just I just think extremely highly of Clay. I don't want to say he's underrated because like he's talked about. You know, he makes All Star games. Uh. You know, he's talked about it as one of the best, but I mean, he's always just like a sidekick. Yeah, well, he was kind of underrated, especially that last season with Durant, where it cost him money because he didn't make one of those NBA All Star teams, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trying to go back too far because we're talking about now, but yeah, I mean, uh, disrespect. But like you said, can't wait to have him back. Disrespect again. Don't forget about Clay. You know, it's like a, a remix Eminem and Dre song. You know, instead of don't forget about Dre or they forgot about Dre, they forgot about Clay. What do you think about that? You want to hear that song, don't you? Why don't you go ahead and DM Eminem for that song, bro? <laughs> I'll hit him up. <laughs> okay, bro. All right. Hey, another guy on the list, you know, not as big of a name, Lonzo Ball. I had him on the list because I felt like, again, this was one of the smartest things by accident that happened to the Pelicans is, them not trading Lonzo Ball, not pull, pulling off a trade. I feel like he gets disrespected. And, you know, he's definitely going to get even more disrespect or overlooked because of um, – or, or underappreciated because of his brother being in the league now, his youngest brother, LaMelo, uh, because he's definitely balling. Of course, he's out now for the rest of the season. But Lonzo, I think he's in a great situation with Zion. He's going to be underrated for what he provides for that team. Um. You know, he probably won't make an all-star while he's there unless they are a team that can definitely climb up the ranks and stay in top four, you know, for like a whole season. And maybe he, he can make an all-star appearance, but him being like a third option on the team uh, at most times, you know, kind of hurts his case as far as that. But, you know, don't sleep on that guy because I like what he brings for that team. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Lonzo. I mean, I was never huge on him uh, when he was play with the Lakers I feel like his play was pretty streaky and uh he wasn't gonna uh amount to his expectations but uh yeah since going to New Orleans I mean he's kind of turned a new leaf there I mean uh dude's a baller I saw last night that Zion and Brandon Ingram didn't play and Lonzo actually hit eight three-pointers uh his career high so I mean that's extremely 
extremely impressive. That's, you know, Curry, like, uh, threes in a game. I mean, eight is hard, hard, hard to get to. So, shout out Lonzo. I mean, yeah, uh, one thing that impresses me with Lonzo is his vision. Uh, I, I think he's getting better at his passing. And, you know, obviously uh, in, in New Orleans area, there's a lot of options uh, to give it to. So, yeah, I mean, I just think that that system fits him well. I think not having the spotlight always on him is good as well. You know, um, being from that family and, you know, obviously getting drafted to the Lakers, you had a lot of attention, a lot of media attention, whether it was good, you good or bad. So I feel like maybe taking a step back uh, in New Orleans there, being on a team with other superstars where they get, uh, especially, uh, you know, get a lot of attention. Uh, I think that could be a, a good thing for him and just help him go into the radar, prove his game uh, a little bit there. But yeah, yeah. Shout out Lonzo. Yeah, shout out to Lonzo for sure. Uh, both ball brothers. Um, Hubert, on the list, bro. Hey, a, uh, honorable mentions for underrated. I think I sold you on this guy earlier in the season, especially when we were heavy into uh, fantasy this year, bro. You, uh, Jeremy Grant, bro. Underrated or not, bro? Yeah. Yeah, underrated. Um what did I tell you? I, I, I had never what even heard of What was my description of Jeremy Grant when you were like, why would I want Jeremy Grant? What was the description I gave you? You said he's a poor man's Jason Tatum. He's a poor man's Tatum. Hey, the way Tatum was playing after COVID, I might rather take Jeremy Grant to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, I had never heard of Jeremy Grant before this season. So I couldn't what? even tell you who, who he played on. That's because he was a role player. He played for us. I mean, that was he wasn't on our team as far as his first team in the league. But, you know, his role really started expanding with us in OKC. You know, he was known as like a three and D type of guy who could shoot corner three, uh, had some defensive abilities, obviously. And uh, that, you know, he provided a, a big spark plug for us sometimes. But outside of that, you know, he went to uh, the Denver Nuggets. And for the Denver Nuggets, he provided exceptional depth there playing the small forward and power forward positions. So giving them a little bit more versatility, but, you know, wanting to move on, wanting to get a contract, wanting to land in the destination where he can um, kind of expand his game and show off his talents. He came to Detroit this year and Detroit's like basically let him loose in this big rebuild mode that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worked out pretty good for him. Like if you're saying that, uh, you know, it sounds like before all he's had is, is pretty much a uh, role you know, just playing uh, role positions. It sounds like now he's the guy, at least right now, uh, in, in Detroit. That's one reason you don't hear much of him. You know, he's uh, in Detroit, and they're last or second to last in the, the standings or whatever. So, yeah, completely re a team on complete rebuild mode. But, I mean, yeah, shout out Jeremy Grant. He's uh does put up extremely Tatum-like numbers. I mean, you know, easily 20s, if not 30s uh, every game, which is uh, impressive, you know. Uh, Detroit doesn't have many things going great for him, but but he's one guy to look up to. I remember uh, you talking about him before, and you were talking about he said he went there because uh, they were going to let him. How did you word it? He wanted to have his. You t you said something about he, what he said why he went there. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, I was kind of touching on that. He wanted to uh, basically have a a role where he could be like, and since uh, a go to guy player where you know not necessarily building around them but just kind of let him have free reign of what he wants to do on the team and expand his game and obviously like I said Detroit was a great destination because that's what they were doing and maybe that's why you know you had that trade rumor of the Boston Celtics wanting to get Grant because 
he is an exceptional role player when he's in that position. But, you know, I guess Detroit wanted to honor him and not trade him because that's primarily the reason why he went there. He didn't want to go to a team where, okay, let me jump on board and win a championship. I just want to expand my game and show my talents. Like this guy wants to become an all-star apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Shout out to Detroit there. Uh, him wanting to go there to, you know, be the guy and uh, help better his game and, and that stuff. And then, you know, it was probably extremely tempting uh, for them to trade him, you know, a team in rebuild mode, um, you know, trading them, knowing, you know, how good of a season he's having, they can get a lot of assets more. But yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I'm sure it was extremely tempting uh, hearing that the, hearing the Celtics calling about him, but yeah. yeah. For sure. I feel like the Celtics target the wrong dude. <laughs> wrong dude. Yeah. I can't, I can't express the frustration anymore. Not that I'm rooting for the Celtics. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? That's true. Oh yeah. So going back to our list, um, you know, we're trying to do five players here uh, to stick with the format of what we had on the first two parts of this. Uh, uh, I guess this wasn't in a particular order, but uh, the fourth guy on our list, uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is an underrated player. You think he's just underrated this season or underrated all the time, bro? Uh, I'd say all the time, uh, to be honest. I mean, you know, he was uh, with you all and and uh, helped you all outstandingly, you know, you know help um, Shay. I think uh, a lot of uh, Shay, um, you know, his development. Uh, you can uh, put uh, Chris Paul uh, with a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely like that. He was able to do that for us. And shout out to Shay Gilgis Alexander. Shout out to OKC and shout out to Chris Paul. But yeah, to be honest, when we got him, I was like, yeah, we're probably not going to have him very long. We'll probably trade him sometime during the season. You know, obviously he wasn't somebody we we're going to try to keep and build around because that just would have been not the best move for our, our sake going into the future. But, you know, for him and what he was able to do, and especially since he was able to stay in the, uh, in the conversation as far as one of the, the better point guards in the league for so long, speaks a lot about his game. But he was also able to stay healthy all last year, and that's the first time we've seen that in a while. And I feel like Phoenix definitely got a nice pickup. I don't think – yeah, I, I don't think for me that, you know – He's too underrated, but the reason why he didn't make the initial list is because they did give him the all-star nod this year, and I think he deserved it, especially when Booker was missing a few games and he was helped carrying the team. Then they had that, that turn point where they were um, basically losing some games, and he basically spoke up and said, hey, we need to get our stuff together. And when they come out, they start winning games, bro. Uh, so that's that's pure leadership there, and, and, and you know I can't express that enough every time I talk about Chris Paul. It's just – so consistent throughout his career um, that, yeah, the only negative I could speak on him is just health. Um, so if he keeps that going, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a dude that, you know, most would consider outside of his prime at this point in his career, as far as age, uh, I think he's like the same age as LeBron or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, like you touched on uh, my biggest thing with Chris Paul is his leadership uh, and, you know, going to these young young teams and and helping develop these guys and showing them the ins and outs you know i don't think um phoenix would be where they were right now without chris paul uh to be to be completely honest with you a lot of their success this year i think falls on him and you know um like i said helping develop players uh the one thing with with chris paul that i would touch on um he's not in a elite score by any means uh, in my opinion you know i think there's been plenty of games uh 
this year where he hasn't even reached double figures uh, scoring. So, I mean, you don't always look for that, but I mean, it's just his knowledge and, and everything else he brings. I mean, I think it, I don't think he is now, but I think at one point earlier in the season, he was averaging nine assists a game or something. I think he's done like seven now, but I think uh, early on in the season was like nine, uh, nine point something. I mean, that's impressive. And, uh, you know, just his knowledge and his basketball IQ, you know, been playing uh, in the league for that long. And like you said, the same age as LeBron or whatever. So, I mean, he just knows a lot and uh, he just teaches those, those young guys and helps develop them. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do see what you said about him making the All-Star game this year. I think he deserved it, too. So you can't say he's too underrated because uh, he's getting uh, appreciated some. But but I don't think uh, that, that Phoenix would be anywhere close to where they were at right now. Uh, if they didn't have Chris Paul. I see this somewhat as like kind of a redemption for him as, as well with this season with the Phoenix Suns of them being a potential deep playoff team, because I feel like he still has some uh, bitterness as far as what his situation was with the Houston Rockets, you know, with the great talent that they had on the team, obviously him playing alongside James Harden and then making it as far as the Western Conference against y'all uh, back in 2018. 19 maybe 2019 and um you know making it that far and he he once again was hurt and James Harden couldn't finish the job uh so they lost you know lost that round there but um but yeah for him like being where he's at with the Phoenix Suns and being able to you know revive that role of leadership in the playoffs and this is why you brought me in type of mentality. Like this is going to be huge for him. So as long as he stays healthy, yeah, Phoenix has a big advantage of having this player. And like I said, again, one of those borderline underrated players, uh, definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, should be first ballot. I mean, when it's all said and done, definitely if he gets a chip on it, on his resume. But we'll see what happens from here. You know, we'll see what happens next. Okay. I, uh, you know, it took me like two seconds to process what you were doing right there, but I like it. Okay, well, I'm glad it to took have me you a back, second. Hugh. It took me a second. Hey, glad to have you back, Hugh. But we're about to finish up this honorable mentions list, and this is a guy you were pretty high on. Did you did you have him on the list, or was it me that had him on the list? You, me, you had me, him. You? Nah, bro, I'm gonna put this on you, bro. I was just doing it. For you your had sake. him because I was kind of surprised you had him. <laughs> Hey, I'm doing it for your sake, bro. Car Anthony Towns, big cat. Overrated, underrated. I didn't know, really know where to put him. I wanted to bro, put him on underrated, kind of and then I was thinking think about, about you. It. Huh? He's kind of both if you think about He's it. He's both at times because of the, I expect the greatness on a consistent level, and I expect him to be that vocal leader and to push the team. Uh, like I said, they didn't win today's game. It looked like they had uh, Danger Russell back, so that's a big help. But yeah. uh, I put on my IG and my Instagram over the weekend, bro. After they just played against the Sixers, and he dunked on Embiid. That's what I want to see all the time. That's what I want to be seeing consistently: is you getting up and going against your opponents aggressively. Like you know, him and Embiid have uh, disputes going back you know, previous season, um, you know, where they tussled on the floor and, you know, basically yeah. fell over, you know, a milder version of Chuck and Shaq from back in the day. But yeah, I mean, I, that's what I want to see, man. You going against your competition, hit the head and you taking it home, bro. And, and you're delivering. And, and, you know, I think they still wind up losing the game, but just that intensity, that's what I want to see. 
I want I want you to be big cat, not small cat, big cat. I want you to be like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm dominating, you know, like just being there, being your opponent's face, be that guy. I don't want to go against that team because of that one dude right there. Like I'm tired of dealing with them because he could definitely put up the numbers. He's definitely got the talent. And I feel like he's got more talent. A guy who has yet to enter his prom years in the league. Um, this guy is just, like I said, he could go one way or the other for me. I think earlier this year I talked about how, you know, I felt like he's where he needed to be because he's not talked about a lot because he's not doing enough consistently to make a big splash. You see where the Timberwolves record is, but maybe with Donovan, uh, Donovan Mitchell, my gosh, uh, I think they wish they had him. Maybe with D'Angelo Russell coming back, you know, this would be a turnaround. And if they could stay healthy into next year, because it's a little late for the rest of this season, we could see uh, maybe a jump for them and hopefully a jump in Carl Anthony's town's talent because, you know, like I said, something needs to motivate him to be better than what he is. Hashtag stay better is what I like to say. And, uh, you know, just see him become more, become back to an all-star. And yeah, I, I get it. He puts up great numbers and you can make the case that he should be an all-star. But when you're in the West, you know it's loaded. So make sure you you lock that in and you seal it up where people want to make sure, hey, I don't care what his record is, what team he's on, he's an all-star caliber player. Give it to him. Yeah. 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 I agree with mainly what you what you touched on. It's kind of weird though, because he is like, you know, a little both at times I think he's overrated. Uh, and at times I think he's underrated. Um I think I think one of his biggest things is his injuries. Uh it I don't know. It's been a while since he's uh been on the floor for has he ever played even a whole season? Uh, I can't I don't really think give you so. that. I know answer, he, I know he's pretty young, but he, he might have been I mean. on the floor more time in his rookie season. I can't remember, but yeah, it seems like he has repetitive injuries, not to the extent of Joel and B, but yeah, like you said, just kind of on and off the court at times. Yeah. And you know, uh, unfortunately he had COVID this year. What he missed a while with it. I think it was like two months uh with it and and getting over it and getting uh, healthy again. But I mean, yeah, I mean like uh, a lot of stuff you touch on, I mean, the dude has amazing potential. I mean, just just uh, his, I mean, his ceiling is just so high. I think of what he can accomplish. So hopefully, he can just keep developing, um, stay healthy, um, and yeah, you know, Minnesota can can put the right pieces around him. And I mean, they have a they have a good foundation, I believe, with with Carl Anthony and D'Angelo Russell. Um, I'm pretty big on D'Angelo Russell as well. Uh, not really this season. But uh, in the past, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm big on Cat. I just think he should like be. I said I mean, he's young, and just to interject, he should be on the level where you know how we talk about Dame, and we compare him to Steph as far as greatness to greatness. Like it yeah. should be like that with Carl Anthony Towns. He should be always and constantly compared to Anthony Davis. Greatness to greatness, yeah. both coming I, out of Kentucky, and he's younger than AD, and you know he could be a an uh, evolutionized evolutionized version of uh, AD and just be better like use that as your peer as your um, you know your ceiling as far as your goal uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say ceiling but like as a goal to get there and then to be better than that person you know like like I said the talent is there there's no doubt about the talent is just bringing that assertiveness that that AKA Kobe mentality that we talk about sometimes with some of these younger players, you know, who has it, who's not, who doesn't have it. Cause that can just make you onto a different level in the game 
Yeah. 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 I like that. I mean, I think, um, you know, uh, cat can, he can, he can take over. Uh, he can be extremely dominant. Yeah. Hopefully he just, uh, keeps developing. Like I said, I mean, the dude has amazing, amazing potential. So it's like, at times I think he's overhyped at times. I think he's underhyped, uh, this season. I don't know. Like I said, it's probably both again this season. I mean, the dude's talked about some, uh, a lot more than some of these other guys, but I mean, he missed so much time this year with injuries, but, um, I mean, yeah, I saw like his first or one of his first games back, he came up and almost put up 40 or something like that. So I'm like, I mean, the dude can ball, but, um, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, don't want to beat was nasty. That's something he needs to come with every game, uh, that intensity. And, uh, I think he would just continue to get better if he does stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Come with that intensity. Just don't get hurt in the process. But Thanks. yeah, Hugh, Hugh um, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to all the fans, all the listeners, all the subscribers, all the viewers. You know, if you like the video, give us a thumbs up. Uh, if you like the channel, give us a sub. You know, we're putting out content. You know, we're putting out the podcast not only here on YouTube, but also on our, uh, you know, uh, places where you can find our podcast from the audio only versions, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. Um, but yeah, if you're on YouTube, please put it in the comments section uh, if you want to see what we hopefully might make, you know, into new material in here and uh, hashtag what ifs where we do what if scenarios in the league, uh, whether it be here in the more recent past or just currently or upcoming. Uh, I think that'll be interesting and, and see what we think about that. But yeah, continue uh, to support if you like, you know, uh, we're, we're open to ideas as we, you know, keep rolling out content. But like I said uh, in the last uh, video, the part two of this is, you know, be on the lookout for the PPFs at the end of the week for uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, uh, two uh, Miami Heat players there. And yeah, we'll, you know, hopefully do another podcast tomorrow, maybe come up with the Hugh Weekly. And we got to do a debate, Hugh. Uh, you know, we basically agreed on this list because uh, we compiled it together. So we'll have uh, something else that we might want to talk about. But yeah, on episode 15, we hope to uh, record that for y'all and get that out there and talk about hopefully the overrated players, uh, the reverse side of this and, and get into that, Hugh. So yeah, once again, shout out to all the fans and all the subscribers and shout out to, shout out to all our friends who sub and supporting us you know i still feel like like i said before everybody who's with us right now still our day ones and we're still getting a little bit uh more people in as far as our group of friends that we personally know but yeah uh welcome to all newcomers you know if you find this interesting hit us up you know i'm starting to get a little bit more active on our twitter uh kish underscore yz and instagram under the same as well uh hugh tell the people where they can find you on ig bro they want to DM you or whatever it is you do on IG. Uh, yeah, so it's Matt Sprouse, S-P-R-O-U-S-E, underscore 24. Okay, that was short and sweet. Go ahead and give us out some shout-outs, bro. Um, shout-out, Isaac. I know uh, I know you gave him a shout-out, but, yeah, he sold the moon a couple of days without shouting him out, so, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, Isaac. But yeah, shout out Isaac. We appreciate uh, your support. Okay, and Hugh, yeah. Uh, also, just to mention some of our other ch uh, 
clips on this channel as far as uh, segments. We got to get you on here for a shoes video, bro. You getting them things clean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I will soon though. I'm sorry. You sound like a Muppet. What was that? Sorry. Not yet. All right. Well, dirty or clean, I'm going to give you probably till the end of the week or Sunday next week. So let's see those things roll out here on the camera, bro. Uh, sounds good. All right. Any last words, Hubert? Um, appreciate anyone that watched this, uh, watch all these videos. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the NBA fans. And uh, like I said, with our other content that we put out, uh, also put in the comments if you want to see anybody in particular that we're, uh, that you want to do, uh, want us to do a PPF on or uh, anything like that as far as topics as well for our podcast. Once again, this has been Kicking It in the Second Half with Hugh, D, and Group. Thanks, everybody. Peace and love.